You're listening to Pastor Greg Voorhees, recorded at Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church, Sunday, January 21st, 2024. For more information about SVBC, you can visit their website, svbcfamily.com, or find them on all things social at svbcfamily. We are going to, we're going to pick up, this is our third lesson in, in the Celebrate Recovery series. Uh, we're actually getting ready to go to uh, our second principle and our second step. But our acrostic is hope. So again, there's only, only four points uh, today. So this is our new principle. Our new principles earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. And again, recovery, so we'll be talking a lot about recovery. Again, recovery for me, a good definition is I'm in one place and I need to be in a healthier place. You know, because there's, so there's so much stigma, you know. It seems like it comes around when you talk about recovery, you know, everybody's like, well, I don't need that, you know. That's just for people that, you know, drink too much or do drugs or whatever. Well, let me tell you what, we all need to be in a healthier place. We just, we just do. In fact, the thing I don't like about the word recovery is it, it almost has this assumption that you're trying to get back to a certain place. You know, for me, it's, it, it shouldn't even be about getting back to your best self. It's, it's, it should be about being better than you ever were. And that's kind of the way God does things anyway. God doesn't, he's not interested in just bringing us back to our best self. He's about making us better us, better yous, better, better we's than, than we ever were. But, but so a, a key piece of this, a key piece of this getting better, being in a healthier place is, is the belief that God exists and that you do truly matter to him and that he has the power to help us to change or to recover. In the passage they use is Matthew 5, 4, happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So this, this engagement with God, this relationship with God has the ability to take us from a not-so-good place and take us to a, a healthy place. The step, which is in the tr- more traditional 12 steps, is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So what, what exactly would that mean, to restore us to sanity? You know, I've, 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 mentioned, I've mentioned in the past Einstein's definition of insanity, and to me it, it, it's important here. In, insanity, according to, to him, and this is my favorite definition, is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. So, so for God to bring us... To, to a place of sanity would mean that he would bring us to a place where we're not doing the same stuff over and over and over and over and expecting a different result. In, in the passage that they use is Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. Oh, there's a second one for this. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, Hebrews 11.6. So here's this concept of higher power. This is the H in hope, higher power. This is something that you hear in almost all recovery circles, you know, higher power. The, the, the problem is with so many, and, and mind you, I will not stand up here and, and, and dog on any recovery program. You know, AA is a good thing. 
I have a friend who's gotten very healthy in AA. I'm not knocking AA, but you know, that's NACA, Al-Anon. I'm not knocking any of these things. They've done great things in people's lives. Where the problem is, and I've also seen, when I've talked to different people in these programs, apparently they're not, they're not all, depending on what kind of group you're in, some of them are very open to God, some of them are not so open to God. But what happens with these groups where they're not open for God, this higher power thing, you kind of get to decide what this higher power is. You know, and this is, this is where very good recovery things like AA where they can take a hard turn left is, is when you, you, you have the choice to pick something other than God as being a higher power. What is a higher power? Something, something that is bigger than ourselves to help us get into a healthier place. Now, this, this idea of there are people who sometimes choose inanimate objects as higher powers. You, you know, and when we first think about that, because the example that somebody has given me that they've seen in a, a, a real meeting, it wasn't just something they made up or something, that, some, some illustration is, is that this person said someone in their group chose a doorknob as their higher power. You, you know, and, and then you sit there and you say, well, a doorknob from a higher power, how does that even work? You know, who does that? So in actual, actually, when we look at that, that's not as different as what we've seen all throughout history. What have we seen through history? People who made idols, you know, so much so that part of the Big Ten was, you know, you don't know other God before me, you don't worship graven images. You know, so for as far back as time can go, people have made inanimate objects and they've turned them into gods, you know, higher powers. And it's like, does this work? You know, it can put a Band-Aid on it. And, and I'll tell you, I, was, I had read something one time. It was written by a neuroscientist. You know, and they were addressing this thing. And he was dealing specifically with addictions. He says that if, if you can focus on, on when, you, when you're struggling with an addiction, if you can focus on something really, really hard for, for like 10 minutes, the urge to use will pass. So this is, so this is how this would work. The, okay, this mic stand is my higher power. I'm struggling with, in this particular case, this is talking about a, a chemical addiction. While I'm struggling with this, I, this, this mic stand, I said, I, I just, this mic stand, this mic stand, this is going to give me the power. It's going to help me. It's going to get through. If it can distract me long enough, then I get a, a, a short period of time where the feeling passes. Here's the problem it's a band aid. You know, it might take another 30, 40 minutes, and guess what? We might have to deal with this thing again. The, the, the problem is with when we have anything other, when we choose any higher power other than God himself, it is just that. It is a Band-Aid. So if, whether we have some type of inanimate object, or if we, use this, if we use our jobs, or we use money, or we use any of these things, any of these things that we've made gods in our lives, if we use any of these things other than God, it's going to be a Band-Aid. It might get you through a few days, a few hours, maybe a few months, but the problem is when anything is your higher power, anything is in the driving seat, other than God, if you put that thing in the driving seat, it's going to let you down because it can't, it can't meet your needs. 
Anything other than God that you would place is, is choose as your higher power. This, 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 thing that, this thing that helps you get through things, if it's anything other than God, it's going to fall short. Why? Because no person, no person other than Christ himself has the ability to, to, to meet your needs completely. Your spouse can't meet your needs completely. Your stuff can't meet your needs completely. Your children and your grandchildren, they can't meet your needs completely. There will always be an emptiness or a gap. Only God has the ability to, to, to engage with us and to, to be with us in such a way that he fills in all the little cracks. And only God has the ability to make real change. You know, when the, the, the person who was using the doorknob is, is their, their higher power, it, it, it's, it's just a, it's a mind trick. That's basically all it is. It's a mind trick that helps get them beyond a certain urge. Well, you know, that, that's not going to work with every urge. You know, this was a book that was about chemical addiction. There might be hurts or habits or hang-ups in your lives that, that, that just thinking about something for 10, 15 minutes isn't going to get you beyond that problem. It's not going to get you beyond that hurt. If you have deep hurts that go back all the way back to your childhood, thinking about a doorknob for 15 minutes isn't going to do it. It's just not going to do it. If you, have, if you have some issue, I mentioned my struggle through my entire, my, my entire Christian walk with forgiveness. Thinking on a doorknob for 15 minutes isn't going to help me forgive anybody. Only God has that ability. Only God has that ability to help and to change. He doesn't just put a Band-Aid on things. He doesn't just put a, you know, kiss the boo-boo and put a Band-Aid on. God has the ability to help you change. He has the ability to help fix and to heal. You know, God is the only one who can heal those deep hurts. You know, I have no issue with things like, like counseling and therapy. I think they're great things, and they may help in, in huge ways, but they can't heal the way that the divine physician can heal. He can't bring complete, therapy can't even bring complete restoration to your mind. Only the God who made your mind has the ability to completely restore your mind. Only God can do that. In the passage that came with this higher power, is everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by His power. Everything. You know, if, 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 you're, if there's a, something broken with the creation, the most reasonable person to take this to is the Creator. You know, if I was an inanimate object, if I was a clock... And, I, and all of a sudden, I couldn't keep time. It would make the most sense for me to go to the clockmaker who made me because he could get me back on track. Well, now I'm not a clock, but I am a person who was created by the Most High God. So when I feel broken inside and there's something that doesn't work well inside, it makes the most sense for me to go back to the Creator. Because all things, all things live and have this type of power and live by the power of God himself. There's another passage, 2 Corinthians 12, 19. Our higher power tells us, my grace is enough for you, for where there is weakness, my power is shown more completely. You know, that's, that's, really, that's really cool about God, is in our weakest places, in, in our, the things that we struggle with the most, that's where he shows up the most. 
when I'm, when I'm feeling weak or broken or something that's just not working right, his power can be made complete in that weakness because he can show me and he can show everyone around me who sees those weaknesses that he has the ability to fix these things. He has the ability to restore. He has the ability to make better than it ever was. You know, that's the funny thing about this, even some boo-boos. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you get things like breaks and, and they heal, and, and sometimes they'll, 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 you'll get extra calcification around it, so that place may have been even stronger than it was before the, the, the thing happened. God can take the ability and take broken things and make them even stronger than what they were before. He has the ability to, to, to take my weaknesses and make his power known. So the O in hope is openness to change. This is actually a big thing, openness to change. I, I used to go to church with, with a lady. I'm not going to say her name. She's long past. But she used to say about herself that, and she was not necessarily a nice person. But she would say that I'm okay because God made me this way. So that says that she was not open for change because she just kind of accepted that these quirks, these, 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 these mean tendencies that she had was God made her that way. Well, first of all, God doesn't make you that way. You, you know, when, when, when you do things that are, are against the character of God— if, 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 you're, if you're just a mean-spirited person or you're a malicious person or you're doing any of these things, God did not make you that way. So you can't, you can't just say, well, I, I can't change. This is it. This is me. This is who I am. This is my personality. You know, this is just what makes me tick. This is what makes Greg Greg. You know, why would I want to change that? The reality, we have to be open to change. We have to be willing to change we have, to be want, we have to want to be better than who we are. You know, I, I mentioned that this, this concept from, from science, and I think it's pretty, I think it's right on the money, that, that you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. You can't change if you don't want to change. God's not even going to force a change on you. You're going to have to be willing to change Make a decision to change and ask him to help you with that change. Because he has the ability to get you to where you need to go. But you have to be open for, for the, the first even believe that there's something about yourself that needs fixed. You have to be open to the fact that you're not, you're not perfect. Because I can tell you, if you're perfect, you're in the wrong church. I don't know where that church is that has the perfect people in it, but I know I've never been to that church. So I believe all of us, all of us need to change. All of us need to, to be better than what we are right now. All of us need to be, unless until we have, we have touched the face of God, until Jesus has embraced us and said, well done, good and faithful servant, until that moment happens, there is a need for us to be better. There is a need for us to be healthier. And we need to be open to that because if we just say that we're good enough, we're going to close ourselves off to, to that change. That was the problem I, I had ran into when I'd started this, this thing. 
when I started that very first Celebrate Recovery, you know, I, and I've talked about this, I didn't really feel a need to change. I thought I was all right. I was a husband. I, I, I was a dad. I, I mean, I was a, I was a sergeant in the police force. I was, I was, I was actually leading a, a large ministry to, to celebrate recovery. I, I was learning these things about myself as I was going through this process. I didn't see the need for change. I thought I was okay. I thought it was okay to be better than most, in my opinion. I may not have been better than anybody, but in my opinion, I was better than most. I was okay. But we need to be open to that change. Ephesians 4.23 says, Now your attitudes and thoughts must be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person. Here's here's the thing I've learned in life. You're, You're always moving. No one ever truly stands still. So the things that we say, the attitudes that we have, the choices we make, all of these things are moving us in a direction. It's either moving us in a direction towards God or it's moving us in a direction away from God. It's moving us into a direction of health. It's moving us into a direction of not being as healthy. There, every choice that you make, everything that you do, everything that, 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 every thought that you have seems to move you in a direction. And you have to want to choose to keep going forward. These, these, these constant changes. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Help me move forward in the right direction. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go backwards. We need to, we need to tell the Holy Spirit, I've realized there's things in me that need changed. Help me make that change. I want to make that change. Holy Spirit, move me in the right direction because you're not standing still. You're not standing still. Even if you think you've planted your feet, that's a backwards step. You know, when we saw, when we saw, the, uh, when we saw Moses, the sight and sound, there was this, they had this little conveyor belt thing where he was like running he, you know, and he wasn't really going any place. You know, it was on the it was on the set, and just for a second he stopped. And even though he was stopped, and you know, he was actually going backwards. So, so there is no standing still. Thinking you're standing still, not wanting to be better, thinking that you're just happy where you are. That's a step in the wrong direction. That's a a, a backwards direction step. We have to be constantly moving, constantly asking the Father. We want to be better. They're telling the Father, we want to be better. Constantly asking the Holy Spirit, help me to go in the right direction. The P in hope is the power to change. Can you change yourself? My argument would be is absolutely not. I don't have the ability in myself to make the changes that are permanent. I don't have the ability to, to heal my own wounds. I don't have the ability to, to, to make everything that was wrong in my life to make it right. There is only one way to tap into the, the power for real change. 
Philippians 4.13, For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ, who gives me the strength gives me the strength and the power. If you want the power to change, it can be accomplished through your relationship with Christ. That is the only way. And that's where we talked in the last step about life being unmanageable. Because when we try to manage ourselves all the time and we think we have our stuff together all the time, we usually find out quite quickly that our lives have become unmanageable. Because we run into things in life. I have run into things in my life time and time again that were too big for me to deal with on my own. The only way to continue to move forward is in the power of Christ. The only way to find healing is in the power of Christ. You can't do it on your own. You can't fix yourself any more than you can get yourself to heaven. Like I said, you can self-help yourself. You, you can move in the right direction for a period of time. You know, don't get me wrong. You, you're an intelligent being. You, 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 you can know when some things are right and some things are wrong and making right decisions. But the difference is, is again, these are temporal changes. And, and when, when, when life changes or situation changes, it kind of offsets what, the, the work that we have done. You know, have you, have, you ever, have you ever been felt like, okay, I was working on my anger, working on my anger. You, you know, whenever I got an angry thought, I thought, man, I just, I just don't act on it, don't act on it, don't act on it. You know, when somebody says something stupid to me, just walk away, walk away, walk away. And then I've made progress. And all of a sudden, that person comes up to you and boom, they hit you with something in your face. And you just like, it's, it's out there. You, you, you know, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are always put in these situations where, where, where the things you've tried to fix yourself, when they're put to the test, you will often fail. Any real change, it's through the power of Christ. And those are the things, those are the things that, 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 that those changes are, are permanent. Those changes, even, even when we make mistakes, they're more easily fixed because God can make those changes. He just can't. He can give you the power to be in a healthier place. He can give you the power to, to rid yourselves of stinking thinking. What is stinking thinking? I personally believe, you know, I'm not a Freudian. I think Freud, Freud was, a, was, was quite the pervert, but I think, I think Freud, he... He was really on to something when he was when he was getting into this thing about you know your thoughts and the underlining thoughts, the things that so so your thought life, your thought life has a real way of, of derailing your life. Your thought life, what you what, what what's kind of going on underneath the surface, has a real way of, of, of derailing. Your recovery, your getting better. Because if, if this thought life says, if you say to yourself, I can't change, guess what? You're probably not going to. If your thought life says, I'm okay, you're probably not going to change. If your thought life says that, that, that God can't really pull this thing off, you're not going to change. How do, we, how do we get our, 
a grip of this thought life? How do we have the power to, to beat those, that, that thinking, that stinking thinking that kind of derails our lives? It wasn't part of this lesson, but what, what is this thing about the renewing of the mind? I think we preached something about this. How do we renew our minds? It's through the reading of the Word of God. It, it, it's to, when we read God's Word and we embrace God's Word, it, 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 helps, it helps take the stinking thinking or these things that aren't true that, that, that just kind of derail our lives and it sheds truth on it. God's Word has the ability to help you in very real ways. And one of those things is, is through the renewal of your mind, straightening, straightening out your thought life. And again, where does that power come from? It, comes, it always comes back to the one, this one thing, Jesus Christ. God has the ability and the power so that you can truly change. Lead me, teach me, for you are the God who gives me salvation. I have no hope except in you, Psalm 25, 5. Isn't that what this renewing of the mind is? Isn't this what the reading of the Word is all about? Leading, teaching. When we allow God to be our teacher, He has a way of, of, of writing the wrong thinking. He has a way of, of correcting the things that, 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 that are under the surface. God has the ability to give us the power to be in a better place. And our hope is only in Him. And lastly, the E in hope is expect to change. God can absolutely help you be in a better place. I don't care what your hurt is. I don't care what your hang-up is. I don't care what your habit is. I don't care if you're struggling with the more traditional things we think in recovery, drugs or alcohol. I don't care if they're spiritual things like forgiveness or pride. I don't, I don't care what, 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 what the hurt, habit, or hang-up is. He has the ability to help us with. But here's the thing. If we're open to the change and we ask him to help us change, we need to expect the change. You know, it's, we need to be willing to accept what he is doing and what he is going to do in our lives. When we, we ask God to bring us to a healthier place, we need to expect that we will be in a healthier place. When we ask God to help us deal with a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up, we need to expect the fact that He can do it and that He will. Here's the, here's the, here's the, the crazy thing about God. It doesn't matter how big the request is we bring to Him. If what we ask for of Him will further the kingdom of God or to draw us closer, He always says yes. He just does. I can assure you, I have never asked for something to further the kingdom of God or to make me closer to Jesus. And, and if it really does do that, I've never heard God tell me no. He never cuts you off from his blessing. He never cuts you off from the things that you need. So if you ask for change, 
expect it because he's going to say yes. He just will. I'm not one of these name it, claim it guys. I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not going to say, Lord, give me, a, give me a, the, the pink Cadillac. You know, give me the, give me the, you know, the bigger checking account. God, give me these things. Give me, give me, give me all these things. And just because I ask for it, I'm going to expect to get, I'm not that guy. But I do know if I ask the Father to help me with something that, that I can't beat myself because I have a hurt in me that I can't deal with and I can't beat or I can't do anything to make that thing feel better. I know if I have a hang-up, a spiritual hang-up or whatever it is or a habit, whatever it is, when, if I ask God to help me with that and it draws me closer to Jesus and it furthers the kingdom of God, he will say yes. So we should expect the change. I am sure that God who began the good work within you will keep right on helping you grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. He who, he who has started a work in you, he is faithful. He is faithful and just. To see it through to completion. He just does. So if you're in a place now, and I'm telling you, this is every single one of us, myself included. If you're in a place now and you need to be in a better place, if you're struggling with hurts, habits, or hang-ups, or all three, you need to engage with God to help with you with these things. He is the higher power that can not only put band-aids on boo-boos, but to heal wounds. We need to be open to the things that he asks. You know, I've, I've said I never, ever, will never, ever pray for patience because whenever you ask for it, he always puts me in situations and teaches me patience. But I have to be, when I ask him, I have to be open. I have to be open for that change. And I have, to, I have to appreciate the fact that he has the power to make that change happen. And lastly, I need to expect that change. I need to expect it. Because God is always faithful. He is always faithful to us. So no matter what that hurt, that habit, that hang-up is, you need to expect change because it's going to come. It's going to come. You, just, you need to ask. You need to be open. You need to expect.